Welcome back to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. I'm your host, Joe Graham. Today, I have with me Tracy Brickman, the uh, host of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur uh, Podcast. Uh, He's been in coaching uh, in corporate America and in business for a while. He helps small business owners launch um, their dreams through podcasting and other aspects, but Tracy, we've been in a, a bunch of different groups together and kind of just bounced around, but I don't know much of your story. If you could tell my audience a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Oh, my gosh. Well, let me give you the cliff notes. Well, first off, man, thanks for having me on the show, right? Yeah, I appreciate you. You, you, always, you, always, want to, you always want to say thank you to the host for taking their time. And I've been listening to a couple of your episodes and uh, you've got some stuff going on here. I'm definitely liking it. So thank anyway, let, let me give you the cliff notes. Uh I am the son of a 23-year military man, so I grew up all over the United States, actually spent about six, seven years over in Germany growing up. My dad settled uh, when he retired in Southern California, right as I was going into high school, started getting hooked up with the wrong kind of folks, decided to join the military myself right out of high school, went back to Germany. Then after that, came back to Southern California and started a computer consulting business. Um, yeah, I have uh, fallen to the bottom when it comes to drugs, it ran the dark side of the, of the streets in LA for a while, was able to get myself out of that, started my corporate career, Worked with some of the names we'd all recognize, Coca-Cola, Home Depot, Victoria's Secret, yada, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and during that during that time, I, I got introduced to coaching. And, uh, you know, I, I had mentors, in, especially in the Coca-Cola company. And seeing the value of that, I started doing uh, coaching as well back in the 90s, you know, back when coaching really wasn't cool. And uh, for, so from there, but as I was doing this, I started having this bug for the side hustle. Always been a, a hustler from way back in elementary school, which is usually the story you hear from entrepreneurs, right? <laughs> hey, I started when I was 12. Yeah. Um, so I'd always had something going on and I started breaking out and doing the coaching on the side. And then comes, you know, the commercial internet, um, started learning how to make that uh, turn a profit for me, doing eBooks back in the day, doing newsletters, started helping small businesses, you know, get leads and the whole nine yards started, you know, a podcast back in 2007, uh, turned that into a membership, uh, a podcast. So, uh, and we can dig anywhere you want to, right. Um, to fast forward to now, I started the uh, the latest podcast, The Dark Horse Entrepreneur, uh, last year. Uh, a fellow friend of ours, Zach, um, mm-hmm. put down the the gauntlet, and and I answered the call, and and here we are. We just uh, crossed the year last week at the time we were recording this, and I just dropped episode two hundred and twenty nine this morning. So it's been it's been a fun ride to say the least. Yeah, no, that's crazy. And I commend you on that. Um, as someone just starting a podcast out, because I started mine in June, um, that's a lot of dedication, a lot of work, a lot of fun. Because, I mean, you get to meet a lot of really cool people. Amen. And all with it and just their stories and all. So let's dig in a little bit here. So you were a coach before it was exciting or the thing yeah. to be with coaching. Right. Um, how did you, did you just like fall into that or just because of your skill set, people started asking you, hey, Tracy, help me out. How did that happen? 
It was kind of a combination of things. So uh, during my Coca-Cola days, um, I got into Toastmasters. And uh, of course, Toastmasters is all about public speaking. And it just gave me this venue to practice being in front of an audience. I never had a problem being in front of an audience. It was all about fine tuning those skills, right? Mm -hmm. Learning to control the flow of your voice and that energy. I remember the first time I gave a, a presentation uh, in front of the crowd, I had it videotaped and I watched it afterwards and I was pacing back and forth like a madman. It was insane. While I was speaking, I thought I was doing a great job. Never said, hey, you did a great job, but you, you got to stop and take, you know, stand in one spot and talk to us. Anyway, so as I started, as I got into the, the you know, having a coach, um, I, I had a, a, a bad experience in my life. I, I lost an 18 month old daughter. And after that happened, I threw myself into personal development. And we're talking, you know, Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, all the names that you would know and love. Right. And I, so I was applying all the things I was learning from that. And then I'm a big fan of the learn, do, teach. So I'd learn something and I would go do it in my life and see the positive results in it. Then I would go out and teach it. So I would teach it at these uh, Toastmaster events. I would go, you know, give a speech and I would use the content that I had been learning and doing as a part of that. And the people would come up and say, all right, how, how, right? How are you doing this? I actually, at one point, I had five promotions in two years in the Coca-Cola company. And they're like, you gotta, you gotta teach me how you're doing this. So actually the first few clients were folks that came to me and said, how are you doing this? And so, uh, you know, brought them in. I'm like, okay, people want to learn how to do what I'm doing, even though there's all these people out there already teaching it. Mm -hmm. No, and that's great. And I think that is something that I, I've run into along the way. Cause like you said, entrepreneurs, I was a kid selling the cookies. Yeah. I work for a multi-billion dollar company right now doing sales. Like that's just kind of what I do. Um, so with that, when you're getting into having people reach out to you, how did you feel the change shift to the online? Was it harder to do for you to, to like coach and do something instead of having people, I'm assuming in the nineties, it's more face-to-face, -face, maybe a little bit over the phone. It was very face-to-face -face and a lot over the phone. Um, even though I was living down in the Atlanta area, um, I was reaching people uh, again through the Toastmaster groups, you know, that were down in Southern Atlanta or even over in Alabama and as far North as uh, Tennessee. So I would meet these folks at different conferences or different events and then connect with them. And then we do a lot on the phone. The, the online thing took a while, obviously, you know, what it, I think the real commercial internet kind of hit hardest in the 90s and then it slowly began to mm -hmm. evolve but I jumped in pretty quick by you know started building an email list and building what I back then was a newsletter that I would just send content out for free to all these email folks and then you know the first ebook opportunity right I would edit a pdf and created an ebook and I think I sold it for like five bucks for really the momentum to get more emails onto my list and then when I moved over into the podcasting sphere what I did is I, I combined my podcast with a membership model. So what I would do is I would do a, a short little podcast on Monday, which is about 15, 20 minutes long. And then I would tease what I was going to be talking about on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. 
But for them to get that content, they had to come over to the website and pay the monthly membership fee, which was like 19 bucks. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that helped me monetize that way back when. Um, So that was that was the beginning of things. Yeah. Is, is that like a still a model that you're using now or have you like kind it of is, shifted gears? Or? I shifted gears and actually um, because I was getting on the microphone and I was spouting, you know, personal development, you know, lessons. Um, I was going through uh, a couple of years later, I was going through a pretty wicked divorce and I felt like a bit of a poser. I faced, you know, that imposter syndrome. Here I am getting on a microphone. Hey, here's how you can give a great life. You got to fall step A, B, C, and D. Yep. Meanwhile, behind the microphone, my life was falling apart. So I literally hung up my microphone for a couple of years because I didn't want to be that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I probably shouldn't have. I probably just said, been honest and told my audience, dude, here's what I'm going through. So I'm really, you know, grinding it away. So hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? But these days, really, I, I get on the microphone and I try to tap the brains of folks like you who are doing things that I could learn from, like I could bring a salesman on. I'm not a salesman, right? Mm-hmm. Those are those are great skills to have. You could tap that mind and get that that mentorship for free, right? I, they're going to give you an hour of their time. I have, you know, I've had guys like you know uh, Zach Babcock come on and mm-hmm. give his information, and you know he he charges a pretty penny, uh, you know. And uh, David Meltzer will come on, and you know Tom Watley or Tony Watley, excuse me, and mm-hmm. they'll just give their that hour of content to you for free, which is a great uh, lesson. And then you can bring the other folks in that could use your coaching or services and you bring them on and you get them on the microphone and you build that rapport during the time you're interviewing them and leading up to it. And then if you find a way that you can help them, well, the rapport is already there. Now you can reach out to them and say, Hey, you know, I remember Joe, you mentioned this and you mentioned that during the interview. I could help you with that. You know, should we, you know, you, you want to work together? You, we jump on a call and chat about that. It makes it a lot easier. And sometimes they just reach out to you and say, Hey, I know you do this. Can you, can you hook a brother up? <laughs> yep. No. And I, I've started getting some of that. It, it, it makes sense because you're giving an, a mutual exchange of benefits. So like mm-hmm. they want the platform, they want to talk to your people. And then if you have a skill that you can help them with or make them better, most people that come on podcast are, you know, like you said, they're reading the book by Jim Rome or, yeah, you know, it's, that's just kind of how that ecosphere works. So here goes back to another thought I had, cause you mentioned it. What, do you do like a lot of reading still or for like skilling up and leveling up? Like say someone's just starting and they're just starting because that's what a lot of these people that listen to my podcast would do. They're just mm-hmm. starting their sales career or maybe they're starting an online business or something like that. What books or courses would you just say, hey, just to start to get an idea, what would you recommend? Oh, gosh, oh, there are so many to choose from. And it seems like every time you go to answer that question, there are three more yep. in the hopper um, there. You know, one of the one of the greats for me, one of the ones that really kind of made a changing point for me was a, um, a CD set by Brian Tracy called The Psychology of Success. Mm-hmm. It is so jam packed with content and information and lessons um, and a, a lot of that he gives, you know, expanded versions in, on some of these other uh, pieces of content he has. But that one there was kind of a, you know, a, they packaged it all up. It's like, 
six or nine CDs, if I remember correctly. And uh, last time I bought it, I bought it from the Nightingale Conant Company, and I know it's still out there available there. So that that is a great one. Uh, Lead the field is another good one, and I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some of these more obscure ones because everyone knows about you know the 10x rule and you know habit stacking. I get it, right? Uh, and, and I'm a big fan of all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to give you something a little more off the beaten path. Uh, Lead the field is another great one. Again, another uh, Nightingale Conant Corporation. And these are some of those older lessons uh, in the lead to field, but they're still applicable today. I mean, you're listening to lessons like The Strangest Secret. Uh, being a sales guy, I'm sure you've probably heard that one someone, uh, somewhere in your career. Uh, but they're ones that have come out in the 50s, have been maybe uh, molded a little bit through the 60s as he gave, had his radio career. Uh, but they were repackaged up into a, a big lesson package. And they're just phenomenal lessons I think we all need to just bury in our head. Yeah, no, no. And that makes sense. Because, yeah, like we all read the different ones. Like right now I'm reading Extreme Ownership by Jocko. I'm Mm going to read Winning by Tim Story. That's my next book. But, yeah, I love something that I've learned over my past 15 years in sales is always be learning, always reach out and figure out because people learn to know stuff that we don't know. So you can shrink time, which is always something I think most entrepreneurs, business owners are trying to do. Absolutely. with your new program right now, do you have, and I was looking on your website a little bit, do you have like a focus on helping entrepreneurs and business people do more podcasting or is it more still in the business coaching realm or a little bit of both? It's been a little bit of both, right? So as, as my podcast gained some success most in, in the past year, people are coming to me and saying, hey, I'd like to learn to do that, right? And, you know, they see other folks doing it, but they don't know them, right? They've connected mm-hmm. with me. So uh, that has been a, a big angle. But then on off quietly behind the scenes, you know, I do a lot more of that, the local business marketing, you know, where I'm reaching out to the, the local mom pa shops who've really suffered over the past year, right? right? You know, a lot of them had to shutter their doors or at least shutter their business to uh, foot traffic and have had to shift to an online model. So reaching out to them, helping them, you know, get, you know, carts on their website. Here in Wisconsin, a lot of the websites are look very early 2000s and late 90s. So they're Mm -hmm. a a lot behind the time. So doing a lot of that work and then helping some of them um, with things like Facebook ads. You know, everyone's like, oh God, Facebook ads, I I could lose a thousand dollars. Well, yeah, if you do it wrong, you can. Right. Uh, there's a lot of great ways you can do it effectively and get, you know, one to five dollar leads, especially if you're selling, you know, a service that uh, will is, you know, 40, 50 to 150 bucks. It, that's an easy. It makes sense. Yeah, totally. It makes sense. So, you know, helping them and in, in some cases doing it for them. Yeah, no, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, so going back to, and I like that you're helping small business because I work in mid-market as well, and they got hit the hardest over this past mm-hmm. year. So I definitely right. commend you for that. Um, going back to like mindset and learning and all that, do you have like a daily routine that you follow or are you more of a flow type of guy? I, uh, it's a mixed bag. And for the most part, I do have a daily routine. Like I'm up at O dark 30 ex military. I'm married to an amazing woman. Who's also uh, big into fitness. So we're usually up by three 34 o'clock in the AM. Mm-hmm. Um, we're lucky enough to have a gym in our home, right. With all the, with a, yep. a great assortment of equipment. So it's literally roll out of bed, bust out a workout, 
you know, hang around and chat with the missus for a bit. And then I'm usually got some audible in my ears, some sort of book. Um, I actually was picked up a book that was not business focused. It was really all about the history of Druids, right? Getting back to some of the clean living and uh, holistic medicines of way back when. Mm -hmm. Um, I find uh, this comes with the whole mindset thing. I find that if I can learn more about my varied interests, I can pick ideas from different unrelated topics and come up with something all brand new. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I never thought about that. I can take this concept over here that I learned in the Druid book and something I learned from a David Meltzer video and something I learned from a Joe Graham uh, podcast, put all those ideas together. My brain's going, you know what? If you put all those ideas together, here's something you can do to better your life or, or help someone else. Yeah, no, that's good. And you really perked my interest. So what is the name of the Druid book? Or that you're um, listening to? Because I will say it is the. I think it's the the path. Uh, the green path. Hold on, I'll, I'll bring it up right here real quick while we're chatting. But it's a it's a huge book, and uh, it's very interesting. It's called the Path of Druidry: Walking the Ancient Green Way, by Penning Penny Billington. Nice. I have to check it out. I love. I love that time frame. So getting into my little bit of my history nerd, I write a little bit of science fiction and fantasy, and I like nice. like the dark ages, like oh nice um, that time period, and then like Mongolian history. It just kind of attracts me. So when you said druids, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. So um, stay more on the business track because I could talk history and druid stuff all day long, right. but that's not <laughs> right. what the podcast is. Um, <laughs> Uh, I do agree with you. You do need to have that balance. A good friend of mine, uh, George Bryant, says that you have to put it into containers. You have to make sure that, you know, you're not always slow down to speed up, for lack of a better term. So right. like the grind culture, I think, is with a lot of entrepreneurs and business people. And I understand the grind. I've been in doing sales and all for a long time. Sure. Um, I think it's just coming down to balance. And it sounds like you have a good fit on that. So you're doing your business when you're doing your business doing your other stuff when you're doing your other stuff. Absolutely. Um, so with that, with the podcasting, say I was just starting out, because I am just starting out. This is going to be episode 17. Nice. What little key things would you give to someone like me that's just in the, the beginning stages of, like, I literally just launched and I'm learning as I go. Is there certain things you should have in place, not have in place, or ideas on that I um I would go with okay so you've you've already launched right and you've you're you've got a little momentum from the launch is you want to keep pressing on that gas and what I found you know uh, in in my launch time and then moving forward is try to avoid jumping topics so here's what I mean so here if I'm going I'm going to listen I'm going to check out the hundred 50k podcast and i'm listening to episode five I'm like, oh, that's cool and i go to episode six all of a sudden it jerks me in a completely different direction mm -hmm. with no transition and either the transition is maybe your intro hey you know thanks for listening you checked out tracy yesterday today we're gonna do something a little different kind of thing where you kind of bring them over right um that that does a lot for uh for stickability Right. Mm -hmm. And then I think the next thing is really huge is if you get someone on that you think, all right, this guy's going to be fire. Talk about him before 
he comes on or she comes on mm-hmm. and, and, and talk about him in the show and then talk about him, you know, in your socials. Hey, man, I just got off the, a great podcast with this guy. Just you're going to not want to miss that. I, I've done that a couple of times when I've had this uh, uh, you know, amazing guest and I'll do it almost a month in advance because I'm, I'm recorded that far out. Mm-hmm. So it, it puts that little bug in their ear. And when they finally see that episode drop, they remember, Oh, that's right. Tracy told me how awesome this podcast was when he got off of it. It must be amazing. I have to check it out. So it kind of gooses them a little bit. Right. Yep. And I think the last thing I would leave you with, and this is almost like everything in life and business consistency, mm-hmm. bing, bang, boom. If you're going to drop your episode on Mondays, Man, just drop it every single Monday, every single time uh, without fail, because people will come and keep coming. And they'll be all of a sudden, if you're not there one Monday, like what happened to Joe? Well, Joe's not here. I'm going to go check out something else. And then they might forget to go back and check you again the next Monday. You know what I'm saying? So you just want to keep. And if you're going to have that gap again, tell them, hey, we're doing this. We're doing that. We're going to do something a little different. I would even say if you're going to have a gap, bring back a real popular episode instead of, you know, dropping nothing. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've had this, such a great review about this. I'm going to bring this one back while I'm on vacation instead of a new one, whatever it is. Yeah, no, no, that's perfect. That's kind of what I've been trying to do. So I dropped every Monday and every Friday. Yeah. And I've just been scattering it in a little bit differently. Friday's been more me doing stuff. Monday's been being like- And test, 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 right? Um, I went through a phase where I'm like, okay, uh, when I first launched, I, I was going to do an interview episode and a solo. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing the, the stats that a lot more of the solos were getting more listens and, and they were getting deeper into the episode. So I added additional solos. I'm like, okay, well, cool. I keep doing the interviews because I enjoy them too. And I'm hoping they keep delivering the value. Um, and then I actually got to the point where I was doing uh, an interview episode and then four solo episodes. Oh, wow. That's how, that's how come I'm only a year in. I'm at episode 229, right? Yep. Um, that got to be a little bit too much. I mean, it was fun for a couple of months, but it was like, mm-hmm. all right, started to burn out. So now I do a Monday episode and then I do a Wednesday and a Friday, much like you're, you're talking about here. And here's what I really find has been working really well for me is, I'll get on uh, on the microphone with you with whoever it is I'm talking with, and you know, we'll just riff, we'll just jam like this and chit chat. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll get ideas while I'm listening to them. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe will come on here and give all these great sales tips, and I can say, you know what, I'm going to dig a little deeper on that on Wednesday from my perspective and in my history. I can give my expertise, and that's maintaining your clout as the host, you still want to be the expert. Sometimes you bring folks on that are way better than you. And that's great. Mm -hmm. It brings people in, but then you want to remind them, I am an expert too, right? You just kind of bring, shine that light back on you, which is what I would hope you uh, started for in the first place. Yeah, no. And that's what I've been trying to do. So like I said, I, mutual friend, Zach, Mm-hmm. Um, kind of did a little challenge and I just was like, okay, cool. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've been having people ask me about sales, so I'm just going to launch into it. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to do that more where in the beginning, I just did a bunch of guests and I started doing my own solo and I've noticed the same thing. I'm getting more hits on mine now than I thought I would, because I'm, I think what it is, is that people don't always realize when you're really good at something, it comes easy to you, Yes, but it doesn't always come easy to other people. 
And that Amen. was one of the reasons why I just did this whole show, because I'm like, you know, I, I have such a big network of people that can help them. And then I can help them in this area. And that's right. kind of just been the way I've been trying to build it and do it. Here's the last thing. Here's the last little piece of advice I would drop into your ear when it comes to your podcast. And I learned this one completely by surprise. Um, I had a huge success and a big spike in, in downloads as a result of doing a podcast tour. One of the things that, uh, you know, Zach tells us about get out there and do a podcast tour. And uh, I did like 20 shows in a very short window of time. It was probably like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. And just the numbers took off and, as a result of doing all that, and I had been doing them previously, but I, I decided to jam all these in at one time, and I still do them to this day. Um, I started taking those learnings, and I kind of, I'll, I'll use the phrase, packaged them up, said, hey, anybody who's in my, you know, on my email list who would like to learn about the benefits of podcast guesting, mm-hmm. drop me your email down right here. I'm getting ready to put together a course. If I put that out there and I shared it on my Facebook one time, this is it one time. And right out of the gate, I got like 18 emails of people raising their hand. I want to learn to do this. So yeah. what I would say with, with the experience you have, especially in sales, right? So many people are afraid of sales or misunderstand it. It's probably mm-hmm. a better phrase. You could put together some simple little 27, 97, 47, whatever you want to price say you put on it. I'm doing this course, right? I'm doing this beta course. And you you pop, you just put that information out there. People will raise their hand right out of the gate. And as you build the course, or maybe you build it with them, right? Say, hey, it's going to be 27 bucks because it's beta. I want you to tell me what you want to learn. And I'm going to make sure it gets in this course. But you have the first couple of steps to get them going. Mm-hmm. And then you start engaging them. Say, hey, what else do you need to learn? What else do you need to know? And then you add that to the course. Now you have a fully fleshed out course. Then you can go back to the marketplace and say, you know what? Here's what everyone in the market is telling me they want to learn. And here it is. I put it together. They're seeing success, blah, blah, blah. You get testimonials and you start selling it. Now, now you're, you're hitting that 150K and change. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing. I'm actually having a free training. So I was kind of doing a beta test, like you said, on August 14th. So I'm actually doing it August 14th. I'm doing a live, a high level view on prospecting, follow up and closing. And I did one post and I had like 12 people reach out to me. I'm like, holy crap. And I like it just you don't think about because you're when you're good at something, it's like natural to you. And you just think, well, everyone's good at this. And in reality, you know, everyone has something inside them that they're good at. They just don't always know and that they can share it, you know, and help other people. And, and it, it, it may be that someone else that raised their hand doesn't mean they're not good at it. It means they're still learning. Like we were just talking about, we're still yeah. learning. We're grabbing the books. We're taking the courses. We're participating in the masterminds. Just because I take the course on it doesn't mean I don't think I'm okay at it or, or good at it. I want to get better. Right, and a right. lot of those folks that raise their hand, they're probably saying, you know what? I want to get better. And I know Joe knows his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of them are friends of mine that have seen me do stuff. And I've been doing like, like you said, the sprinkling, the lives on just a little five minutes on, Hey, how do you close someone? Or how do right. you do follow up or, yep. you know, mindset, stuff like that. Um, we're definitely not done, but I always like to do this in the middle. Let people know where they can find you. Sure. 
They can, the best place to send them would be darkhorseschooling.com. That's the website. All the socials are up there on the upper right-hand side. Uh, I'm very active on Facebook, as you know. You'll catch me on Twitter and uh, Instas and everything else as well. But And then, of course, you can link right over to the podcast from there as well. That's perfect. And you're on Apple and Spotify and all the big platforms? All the platforms out there. Perfect. Yeah. And everyone, you've heard that. Go and check his podcast out. It's great stuff. Like, comment. That's kind of how we get ratings. It's, it's very important. Um, but yeah, going back to what you were talking about with people and helping them, you know, get improved. That was kind of the whole concept that I had to come up with this because I was in sales for years and I'd hit the 100 bar- K bear and then I would drop below. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now consistently for the past probably four or five years, I've been able to stay above, which is good. So I'm like, hey, I want to help people get there. Right. Um, so how do people, because you've, you've been through a lot of stuff and you've coached a lot of people, how do you, how do people take their dream, their beginning dream and make it into like, say they just, they're not where we're at. We're already doing stuff. Say they're like, they have a dream to start a podcast. Maybe it's on, since we talked about history, on history. How would they start that process? The uh, are we talking about mapping it out? So we're going to talk about all the way from the very beginning. They've got nothing yeah, like going on. Someone's listening to this for the first time. Like, man, I like that Tracy and Joe are talking about podcasting. I have an interest in X, Y, Z, but I have no idea how to start this out. Um, believe it or not, for me, I believe step one when it comes to it, let's let's stick with starting a podcast is knowing what the end is in mind. Have mm-hmm. the end in mind. What do I want to do with it? If it's just to educate, that's cool, right? If it's to you know generate some dollars, that's cool too. Um, so if you start with the end in mind, uh, backtracking into what it is you do from it uh, changes a bit. So if I say, you know what, what I want to do is I want to get clients from my podcast. Okay, well, now we got a different target. So now we're going to do one of two things. We're going to start picking the people who would be perfect clients for us to potentially interview, right? Mm -hmm. Because then again, you build that rapport or you target all the content you put out towards those perfect clients and then you engage them and then they engage with you. So it's all about starting with that end in mind. And then you can step back and say, and I'll use the, um, what I call the star um, method, which is um, know your subjective matter, so what it is you want to talk about, right? Be, have that subject. And it could be a couple of subjects, right? I, I have three that I kind of focus on, right? Mm-hmm. And then the T in star is who's your tribe? Who are you talking to? Yep. Who, who, what, right? I, I'm going to be talking to the guy on the street and I'm going to be using the kind of street talk he is. If I'm going to be talking to the guy in the office, I'm going to be talking a little bit differently. You know, yeah. what you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Okay. And then your A is where are you going to take them? Where, where are they going to arrive at? Right. So, what journey are you taking them on? Uh, in this example here, we're taking you on the from zero to hero in podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. And then finally is the R, is the reason that they're going to resonate with you. Why should they listen to you? Right. I'm going to tell you why you should listen to me. I've been around a little bit, got a little bit of experience, and I am still learning. I'm humble enough to tell you, I'm going to bring on guys like Joe onto my show so that they can share their expertise in sales. But I'm going to show you, tell you what I think in addition to that as well, right? So you've got that S-T-A-R going on. 
call it your star aim when it comes to podcasting, is to have your alluring, inspirational message, AIM. If you don't have some sort of message, and if it doesn't have any kind of allure and inspiring content behind it, then you're just giving stats. And we've seen those shows where all they do is they give you, well, today the stock price went up 2.7%. It, it, it's a yawn. I could get that information from Google stock ticker, right? You want to be inspired. You want to be motivated. And it doesn't always have to be good, 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 right? I can inspire you by giving you a really sad story yeah. and then give you the lesson at the end. So you, you have that STAR and give them that, that aim, that alluring, inspiring message. And you'll, they'll want to keep coming back to checking you out. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I, I like that a lot. And it's kind of where I started with my podcast. It was like, I saw a need and I'm like, wait, I can fix this need. I can tell my story about this need. And I can help people, which is kind of, I think that's the thing that people just get scared because they're afraid to fail. But in reality, failure is not bad. You're just growing and learning. It's not failure. It's feedback, right? Yeah. And the feedback isn't always good, but it's still feedback. It's like data analysis. I got some data. I look at it. Okay. I see the results and I'm now I either adjust or I repeat the same step for more data. Don't repeat the same step and expect to, expect to get really different data. It's probably going to be very close data, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be similar. It's kind of like in sales. We know our numbers. Okay. I need to talk to this many people yep. to get this many presentations, to get this many people to listen so I can close to whatever that number is for you. It's the yep. same thing. It's just, it. I think people just don't like the hard numbers of the truth of it. And, and, and to loop back around for the, for the podcasting example, if someone's thinking about starting a podcast, much like you, you have right here, um, I think so many of them go into it going, okay, I need to get the 10,000 downloads so I can start getting sponsors. Okay, that's one way you can make money with a podcast. There are 10 others, mm -hmm. but everyone focuses on that one, right? I, I, don't, I don't have any sponsors on my podcast, none at all. Right. Still make a few dollars here and there. So, you know, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And if, if someone's sponsor came up to me and said, hey, we want to give you some money to, to advertise this and and we aligned. Sure. Why not? Yep. But as I'm long not as out we there. align. Yep. As long as that, that's it. There's there's the thing. Right. You want to align. Otherwise, you're going to come back. We're going to alienate our audience. We're going to go. I don't want to listen to this anymore. Yeah. No, no. I agree. hundred percent. I agree hundred percent. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways. Like I've heard from like affiliate marketing to mm -hmm. selling courses to sponsorships to whatever. Um, and I think it really depends on what you're trying to do with the podcast. You know, some people that's their whole game. Yeah. Um, other people, it's more of a mission. Like for me right now, it's more of a mission. I want to help people get better at sales so that they can either a make their business better or b you know get better at sales and provide for their family. That's yeah. just kind of the thing there. You see, and that's the great thing of what, what I heard you just say, and people need to keep that in mind. Is there's a subliminal message in there. You're coming at it from uh, an angle of service, mm -hmm. right? You saw a gap in the market and any good entrepreneur is going to get out there and say, I can fill that gap. I can serve my people by filling that gap. Either, either it's a knowledge, a product or a service. I'm going to get out there and I'm gonna fill that gap. And you're going out there with this free content, and now all someone's got to do is pick it up and go run with it. And they're going to like, oh, man, that was awesome. Or they can say, you know what, Joe, I need to pick your brain some more. We're going to raise their hand and say, I need you to teach me stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that's where you can come in. And you can do the coaching and the different stuff there. 
Yep. Um, but then it, and it gets it actually it's selling without selling. People just don't always realize that that's really what you're doing. You're bringing exactly them, right. I mean, that's See? what we're doing. One hundred percent. No matter what the product is, you're bringing them value and they need enough value. They're going to come and ask you for the help. hundred percent. Right. So and you were talking about courses. Courses is one of the things that, you know, I kind of stumble on. I mean, I've done it a few times, but I stumble on and say, if I raise, if I say, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this you know, podcast guesting course. They're like, yeah, I want to do that. I'm like, I thought everyone knew how to do this. Like you were saying earlier, you, because I'd done it so easily, I can get on, the, I can talk on the microphone all day long. It's getting me to shut up. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> well, and I think that that's just something that we're, especially now that there's more ability for people to get their voice out. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. And what you're doing with helping people get podcasts is great because now they can get their voice out on stuff that they love. You know, yeah. maybe it is going to be monetized, maybe not, but a lot of people didn't have a voice to be able to, you know, speak on what they love. Or like mm-hmm. you mentioned, uh, going through the law she went through. Like I have a buddy that has a podcast. He just started on grief and just that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so many things out there. I think we always just need to be learning and growing. Yeah, 100%. And I think here, here's a cool thing. Uh, two, two cool things have come out of my podcast that are totally unrelated, but they all came as a result of the content the, the podcast put out there. One is I got, uh, I got tapped on the shoulder by an organization out on the West called, I believe it was Go Local Green, right? They're all about you know sustainability and mm-hmm. green growing of, of product. And they were looking for somebody in, in this Northern Midwest area, I'm up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, to interview local uh, dairies and farmers and people mm-hmm. um, on how the, the normal Joe, the UNIs of the world could support them and help support, you know, going local and going green um, in, in a in a positive way in their day-to-day lives. I'm like, I, I would love that. I'm, I totally align with that, you know, shopping local, yep. you know, being, being green wise, I'm all over that. So, you know, uh, they tapped me on the shoulder because they saw that alignment. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, uh, a, a lady who's starting a men's coaching group wanted me to lead their men's coaching because they kept listening to my podcast and, and they reached out to a friend and said, hey, we're looking for a guy to run this coaching group. Who do you know? And they instantly said my name. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I would have been putting it out there that I wanted to run a men's group. I hadn't even thought about it. Yep. But when she said, here's what we want to do and here's what we're thinking, I was like, oh, I could totally get on board with that. So we're getting ready to launch a, a men's group here. No, that's awesome. And I think that that's what happened. You know, when you start moving towards your goals, your dreams, what you're trying to do, you're trying to help things mm-hmm. open up for you, whether you believe in God, universe, however you want to Absolutely. put that, um, it just, it comes back to you. And I think that that's a valuable thing that people just need to be willing to start, start. Yes. And it's okay. You don't have to be perfect. In fact, I think most people like it when you're not perfect. When, yes. you, when they feel that you're genuine. 100%. Yeah. Get out there. Take those first stumbling, bumbling steps, right? Remember, we were all babies. We learned to walk. We didn't learn right away, right? We oh. fell down, bumped our heads, skinned a knee, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Jumped out of the trees and we got a little bit. Jump- <laughs> <laughs> now, look at this. We're running now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. So going back to the um, learning thing, because I have this one question. I know you've listened to my podcast. Um, that I always like to ask. So okay. if Tracy, if you could go, you can go back in time as far as you want to go. You can go forward in time as far as you want to go. You get to go for one year and you can 
meet anyone you want and when you can think of and you get to learn from them for an entire year and then come back to this time where would you go and what would you learn oh my goodness this is a tough one because i only have to pick one right right yeah sorry <laughs> yeah i believe it or not I, because of who it is i'll pick this one person uh, and it would be bruce lee and and it's really not for the martial arts although i'm a big martial arts fan movies and i've studied it since i was nine um but it was about his psychology and his, and the, his way of thinking and the way he faced adversity coming you know from overseas into hollywood you know uh, to i mean he got so many no's and his nose. Uh, well, a lot of people turn their nose up at him because of his Asian descent. You know, mm -hmm. we're talking what the sixties and seventies. Yep. Yeah. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of racism against him uh, and he fought both sides, not just, you know, us Anglo-Americans, his own people were against him as he was trying to teach the art that he, and the philosophy that he loved to the Guaylo, to us. Right. Right. And, yep. you know, so now there he was getting it from both sides, but he still maintained this philosophy about life that was so positive and so I'll call it flowing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I learned a lot of it from his books early on, the Taoji Kondo that came out, gosh, about the early 70s, mid 70s, it was. And it, it hooked me. And then anything that had more than just the martial arts, any of its philosophies, man, I was devouring it. So being able to hang around him for a year mm -hmm. to get even deeper in there to that, call it that, you know, like you were talking about the God, whoever you believe in that metaphysical flow that he was able to get himself into, that would just be gold. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Like I've watched a lot of his movies. Um, I love Asian movies. I like watching them in subtitles. That's like, it's just a little thing of mine. I'm, I'm like all into like Korean movies and stuff. But yeah, no, like his story was crazy. And Isn't it? What he went through it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was reading his, the book by um, Shannon Lee, his daughter. Um, it, it's called uh, Be Like Water. You might want to check that one out. Mm -hmm. it, she has taken a lot of his philosophies and, and distilled them down with stories um, that he, she, you know, gathered from all the movie stars and all the people, of course, her own personal history as well. And it's just, it, it's a treasure trove of, uh, of good philosophies of life. Yeah, no, no, I will. I, I, I love reading. I actually just put a post up in a couple of groups saying on my page about the books I'm reading now and tell me more books. Cause I'm always trying to learn from different angles. And like you, I don't just read like business books. I'll read five yeah. fantasy stuff. I read, like my wife is all into like, you know, more of the natural old school type of healing stuff. Uh, we Thank eat clean, yes. like, like grass fed beef. Like every, we just try to be more. Yes. As much as possible, you know? Um, so I always like to do a quick lightning round. This is just like one answer type of thing. Sure. Um, are you a mountain or beach person? <sighs> now I'm a, a mountain person. I used to be a beach person. I'm a long person. Yeah, I used to be. I was, I was Southern California, so you'd find me on the beach surfing just about every weekend for the longest time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Puppies or kittens? Puppies. Money or legacy? Legacy. Yeah. I have not had anyone say money yet. Now, when I was younger, I would have said money, 100%, because when I was young, I just I wanted Same. to. But now that I've gotten a little bit older and I'm like, like I was telling, I can't remember which guest it was, but I was talking with him. It might have been Tim Kaiser, the guy before you. But once you get to a certain level, 
you can only buy so much. You can only do so much. Mm-hmm. And what do you have? You know? Yeah. And it's, it, it's the experiences that come with that too. Right. You know, money, Hey, don't get me wrong. Right. We all like money. Money's oh, good. Yeah. Like, like Zig Ziglar says, it's ranks right up there with oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, but money doesn't buy you experiences. You know, it can, but when it comes to those real bonding moments, right, there was no money involved. It was me and my daughter, you know, me and my best friend, or just me by myself in thought, right? Those moments where you're like, damn, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it was kind of funny because you get to the place where you can start doing stuff. So like we went to Kauai, Hawaii in May. And mm-hmm. I got to do, and I've been to Hawaii before. It was great. But I got to do a Zodiac boat tour that my friend that was there set up. And just getting to do that with my son, it wasn't the fact that it was in Hawaii. It wasn't the fact I got to go into sea caves, which were cool, and like see stuff like, you know, that they did Hollywood movies. It's the fact I got to do that moment with him. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that you, I just uh, reiterate what you said. There's times when my wife and I just get to go for a walk for 20 minutes, and I'm happy because yeah. I'm getting 20 minutes with my wife without the kids grabbing or pulling or, you know, yep. doing any of that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so my last question, I like this um, one just kind of as an ending wrap-up thing say for some reason no one hears anything but this last three to five minutes and you know my guests are like hey tracy what would you do to encourage me to chase my dreams follow my path or become the best person what would be your words of wisdom to my podcast listeners be you Uh, two words right there um but when i could say that let's let's expand that just just briefly be the you that you want to be, not the you that the world wants you to be, the Republicans, the Democrats, the Christians, the Buddhists, who cares? Mm-hmm. Be yep. the you that you want to be. And I would even go so far as, uh, as part of a, um, a goal setting process that I take people through is if you, you know, don't close your eyes if you're driving, but take a moment and picture yourself sitting on a vista right? If it's on a bench, if you're brave and you're going to hang your legs over the the cliff, that's fine too. But what you're doing is you're looking down over the life that's perfect for you. What are you doing? How do you feel? How many kids do you have? What kind of home do you live in? Here's the really cool thing. How does it feel inside, right? Do you feel proud? Do you feel your shoulders standing up and going back? You feel that Superman cape flying in the wind behind you. How do things smell? What do they look like? You know, is there a breed? Whatever it is, picture all of that. Be the you that you want to be. Now you could come back to today and say, you know what? Because my brain can picture that you that I want to be and I can see that mansion or that modest bungalow, whatever it is that you pictured, mm-hmm. it's possible. You just have to be you and stop being everybody else. I can't be Joe. I'm not going to be Zach. I can't be John or Dave. I'm Tracy. Yep. And the minute you can start owning that, and that includes having to look back at your demons from the past, any dark moments, there are lessons there. If you don't learn them, you can't move forward. Life is going to keep throwing the lesson at you until you learn it. Mm-hmm. Right. But the moment you can own being you learning that lesson is cake. I didn't say it was easy, but it's cake. Yeah. And you can start stepping into you, man. And things will just rock. The passion will come and the steps that you'll have to take will get a little easier. Not, not super easy, right? We're all going to hit that barrier, yep. but being you helps you bust through, dig under, jump over or go around it. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And I think that's something that 
people in general have a hard time with because we're always programmed or you're always dealing with what other people think. Like I had a buddy of mine say this to me once. He said, in your 20s, you're trying to live up to what your family wants you to be. In your 30s, you start to question it. And in your 40s, you either make the change or you quit. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of just, yeah, I want to encourage all of you that are listening to this, just what Tracy said there. Find out who you really are, not what anyone else thinks you are, who they want you to be or maybe put on you. And then you'll be able to step into what you want to do. And it, mm-hmm. it is. I agree with you 100%. It is so much better being myself. I moved a thousand miles away so I could be me. And not in a weird way. Like my family is great now, but like I grew up in the upper Midwest. Now I live in Texas. And I just, for me, I had to get away from that whole ecosphere I was in and put myself in a new place so that I could actually become who I wanted to be. You had to feel free to do it. Yep. Right. Yeah. 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 I get that. <laughs> now, thank you again, Tracy, for being on the podcast. I think it's been great. You brought a bunch of value. I really appreciate it, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on, Joe. And thank you all for listening to the 150K podcast. Again, I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help you take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Um, please go and check me out on Spotify, Apple, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. I read all the comments, the likes. I will reach back out to you. Uh, and until next time, Chase your dreams, follow your heart, and we'll talk soon. Thanks.